2: Hello, you're very welcome to this brand new series of podcasts. My name is Maurice O'Keefe, and in this run of podcasts, I hope to illustrate the value of oral history. And in recent times, I was invited back to the town of Kilcormack in the county of Offaly. And the development association there selected 10 people for me to interview, And this was the second year in succession that I carried out a project like this. And the result has been amazing in that it creates a tapestry of life there. And this can be heard in the voices of the people. So let's get started. My first visit was to pharmacist Yvonne Martin. And she told me that the doors were opened there in 1948 by her father, Vincent. When he came into town um, pharmacy was a very new uh, a kind of I, I mean people in the old days they used to call them
3: quacks. Yeah <laughs> and chemists and druggists <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: But you know kind of have you any idea why he took on that role of you know, that path of of um, of work?
3: I suppose he was he was one of seven, and he was my one of my aunts, might have been older than him, and he was the second. So they were the first to get educated, the other, and they were sent out to be educated. And it was in a time where when he started, you did an apprenticeship and then went to college. Yeah. So you got just got taken on by another chemist or pharmacist in a shop and learned the trade and then got a, a degree, so to speak. So and as I say he came here on a kind of a whim of somebody else just giving him a nod saying try this it might work for you and it it did work for him but then he was kind of a even though he's a quiet man he was kind of outgoing as well like he you know they he was part of a lot of the things in in Did he
2: come from a farming background?
3: No, no, his father was a builder. They, My mother and father were both from Sligo, so it was a big jump for oh. them. Oh, to they come, were
2: blow-ins too.
3: Blow-ins, <laughs> yeah, they, we were blow-ins <laughs> all our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I probably still consider it a blow-in, even though I'm I yeah. probably one of the few people that was actually born Yeah. and not, I was born in Brawl, not in a hospital and born at home and uh, that was actually born in the town, so to speak.
2: Christy Hand, a man who is passionate about the game of GAA, I spoke to him about his time training and playing with the local club. But he also had a great knowledge of the history of the GAA locally.
4: We have a we have a we have a, uh, a pitch up there that you won't. I tell you, it's better than anything in Ireland. Okay, that's now yes. But, but then wait, but, 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 we had the same field, but it was it was developed and developed and developed and better and better and better. Now we have one, one, one pitch here, another one up there. Was there a pitch somewhere else before that? No, the other no. That was always the pitch. Are you got an old field those feet? Here's the history there. Nineteen Killahi got to the senior hurling final. Now this is our parish. They won it in the late nineties. and in 1907, right? Kilcormach got to the final of the senior hurling with a great team Kilcormach got to the final with not as good a team the, this is all the one parish Father O'Reilly was the PP and the boys wanted to play the final all the finals played in Kilcormach because it's the middle of the county right so Kilcormach said they're not going to play them We're not going to play them in the wrong ground and they never feel it all they have played in the farmers' fields themselves right now in 1911 the, eventually they said you either play it or lose the medals yeah they did a lot, they played the match, and when they played the match, it was played and Rahan. They came from far and near. Oh, this is a r- true story. They came from far and near. for th- World War I t- or two It will be at the time. They're going to murder one another. And th- we, th- Kalahi's won it, and we had to go through Kalahi to play them, right? Ah, this is mind-boggling. And we went to the final, but we lost five of our players who gone There's no. They were, they were yeah. all farmers' sons. They were still there yeah. after the five-year, or four-year life they was never, never played for until 1911 and it was played and we had to go through Kilachagh to go to Rahan which is a neighbouring parish to play the final and they won it and now we're together and we're, we're winning the finals now as, as a dual club now. Yeah. we we'll are playing together on the Kilcormagh
2: The local GP in Kilcormac for many years was Dr Mary Lee. I spoke to her son Jim who explained to me how difficult it must have been for his mother When she was practising there in the 1960s, he explained that she was English and that his father, who was also a doctor, had emigrated and met his mother there and they both returned to set up a practice in the town. He bought this house here in town, uh,
5: Collins Town House, uh, in order to practice from here. And uh, he was practising as a doctor and he he employed people to help out on the farm uh, and at this stage myself and my older brother Eamon were in a college in Rockwell in in county Tipperary but then disaster struck in that my father uh, developed cancer he was only in his mid-40s and he died he came back to Ireland in 1964 and he died in 1967 at the age of 46.
2: My leaving your mother with with eight of you, with eight children, my goodness,
5: and a farm. Yeah, she was English. Yeah, and
2: and didn't know the place no. at all.
5: And I'm not sure how how well her family um, want how, how whether they really wanted her to, to 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 come to Ireland. It was quite a shock for them, yeah. being if you like. English and the, the only daughter marrying this extrovert Irish man, eight kids, and moving back to a farm in the middle of Ireland. <laughs> it was maybe not quite, maybe not quite what they expected.
2: Did your mother continue her practice then as a, as a
0: doctor?
5: Well, she had to because uh, at that stage uh, the farm wouldn't have supported the eight of us and. Uh, my mother went into practice here in Ireland in this yes. very house here in Collinstown, and my oldest brother Eamon, who would have been in um, who would have been about 15, 16, he left school and he went farming back in. And at that time, the community around Ballyboy, Kilcormac
2: were very supportive, and they helped my mother. St Cormac's Park was built for the Móna workers in the 1950s. Teresa Kind lived in number four. I called to meet her and talked to her about first the home that she grew up in and then the transition to the new house. Describe the house to me. Was it a, the a house cottage? The house was a touched
6: house, two rooms and a kitchen. And a barn and outhouses, and we were all there, and we had a wonderful time. And we you, you used to go up and work in the bog and in farming and spreading seed and all that kind of thing. was it was
2: it a stone building? At
6: first, a stone building, you know, used to be
2: whitewashed. How did you all manage to survive in a two-room house?
6: Well, there was a settled bed, if you ever heard of it. <laughs> and there was other beds as well. But we all managed. It's So long ago, nearly forget. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we managed all right.
2: Were the mattresses, were they uh, a feather or were they straw mattresses? Or? Straw.
6: Oh. When, when the trash... The straw was beautiful and healthy, you know. And it would be so beautiful. <laughs> Not like now with the deer. <laughs> it was brilliant. And we'd be all looking forward to this beautiful mattress. Yeah.
2: Oh, would that be changed every oh, uh, yes. year or so? That, uh, every year. The old yes. uh, straw so taken so out. So yeah. 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 Really? And, and there was no uh, kind of fleas or anything in
6: there? Not a thing. You know? So yeah. healthy. The next thing was um, uh, horsehair mattresses. Mm. I remember them. Horsehair, Cut the, whatever way they used to get the hair out, or no, they must be cutting their tails. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember people had horsehair mattresses at that time before any yeah. other. Yeah.
2: So in the nineteen fifties, Teresa got married to her late husband Johnny Coyne, who worked in the brickout factory. And they both moved into number four, St. Cormac's Park, in 1961. And I asked her what her first impression was.
6: When I saw the, the range, it was so new to me because I was so used to the old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So we got used to it. And there was caretakers here to come in and fix everything up and you know, we go on, and everybody had the same range, and everybody go on well together, and I had no
2: problem. After I left Number Four and Teresa Kine, I moved up to Number Seventy Eight in Kilcormac Park. I'm here talking to John Mitchell in Number Seventy Eight St Cormac's Park uh, in in Kilcormac, and lovely to be in your house, John, uh, yeah. and talking to you. And you're well, very welcome and we spoke at great length about Borden Amona. But in his early life, he was a great runner and he spoke to me about the Kilcormac Athletic Club. I, I was a cross country runner as well. Like.
7: I guess uh, we had a club here at the time. Well, uh, what was the club called? St Yeah. Uh, it was a great club. Uh, Jack Cox now, he won the 26 mile race and there was a man, and he, he was winning to Guinnesses. He was, he was good. Yeah. So I was a fair good. I was a fair good runner as well. I went a good out of all things. Like was uh, I, I run across the bog. I, I used to I put down sticks across the bog. See it as it wasn't developed at the time. And they were swallow holes, you know, you, you could go down in them. And they used to stick them down every every hundred yards the way I know the way the way back to help me see if coming back. So I had done that for for a good few years. Yeah. But uh, I went but, down but,
2: but tell me more about the running i i'm fascinated so uh, you ran with the club uh, what what uh, competitions did you win i won the, i won
7: the youth competition now i i run here i won a medal here before the houses was 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 built here
2: when this was just a field
7: yeah just a the field they called it browns field that time and uh uh, we we travelled all over the country. There, there was a sergeant by the name of Skihan and uh, it was it was terrific, like the the the, the, the jade I had just brought brought to this
2: town at the time. The Mulrooney family are farming the land in the outskirts of Kilcormac. John Mulrooney had an incredible knowledge of the local history there. He explained to me that most of the land was divided by the land commission after the breakup of the big houses. And he also explained to me that his mother was a domestic girl working for one of these big houses. At that time, the Jackson sisters owned the house and property and they tried to keep it going. But there came a time when they had to sell the place. And this is what happened.
8: But going back to Killuli Hall now, that's where my mother came out of Jackson's wound up with that. And one of them was in the house, and she used to go there to Kilcormach, and she used to bring things. She brought lilac to my mother, one up, And... She was maybe getting a cup of tea, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she was a lady like the other one was father called, called the horseman. She was a tough old one. She had a big hat on her and she was you really think she was a man. She used to plough with horses and all this. But she died. The I know, Emily I think was her name. And the other one I don't know what her name was. But she remained in the big house below on her own and no electricity or no nothing. And she got bet in and she used to come to the door, and she used to shout. You see, and she had a real strong voice. This is what now for my mother telling me. For the neighbours would go down to her; she'd have nothing to eat or something, you know, bring her something. Yes. Yeah, but she stuck it out. She had no land set for set of different people round about. But uh, she got sick anyway, and she wound up in the hospital in Tullamore. But they transferred her to the Allidade in Dublin. Yeah. So, they said, right, they looked at her, and they knew she was bet. In other to, words,
2: she was going to die
3: anyway. Yeah, yeah.
8: Next to kin. No next to kin. Which was unusual. A solicitor threw up a will, signed it, she closed her eyes and Dada laid on the farm. The hospital.
2: <coughs> so is that true? Did That's I, the truth. My goodness gracious. Yes.
8: <coughs> I said right. Two thousand <coughs> is the price of it. Yeah. This is in nineteen fifty.
2: And maybe she couldn't pay her bill in the hospital and, and this was a way of...
8: I don't know now. Yeah. That's the story. So the people that had it rented in, they wanted the land commission to take it. And what they should have done was gather the 2,000 and buy it and then divide it.
2: The farming community always played a big part in Kilcormac life. I visited the other side of Kilcormuck and I spoke to another farming family. I'm here with Anne Feary in Brahild, which is just outside Kilcormuck. Lovely to be with you, Anne, and nice. talking to you. Thank you. Mm. Tell me, how long have you been living here in this lovely place?
0: I'm 53
6: years here now, in the, and the 3rd of August there.
2: Are you? Mm. And tell me... Um, Where did you come from originally? I
6: came from Kilcornock,
0: just inside there.
2: Okay, in the town, in the middle of the town.
0: Right in the town,
2: yeah. What what was your dad doing for a living? He was a merchant, (laughs) we'll call
0: him. He had a shop and to call him merchant.
2: What kind Mm. of a shop?
0: We had a shop with nearly everything in it, with groceries, we had hardware, we had... um, Hardware, we had children's shoes and with a bit of everything in it.
2: What was the shop called?
0: Um, William Scully.
2: Yeah. And Me. here comes your husband, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your husband's name? Billy. Billy.
9: Hello, no, Billy. Man. <laughs> How are hey. you? I assume you're the man that was. Morris. Yeah, Morris. Morris.
2: Billy, it's do not... you want to sit around here and talk to us as well, or?
9: Uh, well, yeah, I can't stay long though. I have to escort a combine on the road after <laughs> yes.
2: maybe twenty minutes or three yeah. hours, like now. No, but talk to uh, us for a minute.
9: Well, you have, yeah. to have yeah. a you're working in a phone system. Yeah, right, mm. right? yeah if yeah. you get a chair uh, and roll pull a it around, around chair and pull it over there. I, I, yeah. Started farming at fourteen. I never get our national school at the time. That was in the fifties, of course. I would be saying we We're the last generation to have witnessed. The, we we'll say the oh, two Irelands, the fifties and totally different time. Then the sixties came in, so things were changing rapidly enough in the early sixties. R T E came on the scene, and then the show bands were on the scene. And you probably heard it being mentioned. The miniskirts came around sixty-two or three. I wore a mini skirt, uh, yeah. yeah. and I'm sure the older people that time must yeah. have been. I'm wondering, what is coming over Irish girls? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My next visit was to Tom Buckley, a great character. He grew up in Ballyby, a parish just outside Kilcormac. He grew up in a family of six boys, and they all work for the Land Commission. And Tom Buckley here explains how he got the job and the kind of work he was doing.
10: Uh, we went to work with... Uh, Patsy Lynch. Patsy would have been the son of uh, Business Lynch, who was a cousin of my father.
4: Right? Yeah.
10: Uh, he had a reclamation business, and we went to work with him. So we all done a, six of us done a term with him.
2: What kind of work was it? Uh,
10: reclamation, was the... digging drains and putting in shore. Oh,
2: this or... was during the, 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 the... The well, government scheme, yeah, yeah. The, the, the land rec- yeah, reclamation. Yeah, the land reclamation, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. And when you were working with the land reclamation, were you knocking ditches and yes. all that kind of thing?
10: Yes, yes, yes. And scrubs and knocking apple trees and nut trees never here to oh, love yeah. the harvest because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'd never have to bring your lunch. You'd have apples and pears and you'd have nuts and you'd have berries. You could get down there any day and and any time and fill yourself with something off of the hedges or the ditches
2: or the forest. But but was that, did you feel then you were doing something wrong in in knocking these ditches?
10: No, at the time that was what was uh, to make more land. Yeah. People wanted to But more knocking of orchards. Knocking Oh yeah, well we did, but like it was a uh, grant was given for it by the state to clean it up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Walking down Main Street in Kilcormack, I dropped into Coffee's Drapery to meet proprietor Anne Coffee, who is the sole trader of the business. And she told me it was first opened by her father in the nineteen forties. And I asked her, when did she join the
0: business? This I came it. into it in 1964. I left wow. school and came into the trade. You were trade. very young. I indulged Thank you. Oh. I, was, um, I was after doing my intercert, cert that was known at the time is now the junior cert. Yeah. And I always had a flair for the shop because as soon as I went to secondary school, I school holidays, I was in the shop. Oh, what yeah.
2: is it about this business that you like so much?
0: Uh, I just love meeting the people. I love helping people. Uh, there's great satisfaction. Even you saw me selling a the uniform there. Yeah. I just have to see it on the youngster, see that it's right, Yeah. you know, and see my customers going away happy.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's very always a the bit of discount too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not yeah. much
0: anymore. No, right. no, no. Very, very little discount anymore. But with the Ukrainians now, yeah. I give them a special 10% discount.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. But when it came to your dad, I mean... Uh, oh, did it, years uh, ago, there was big time, ago. this was this big, yeah, yeah. And it was all cash too?
0: Oh, it was all cash. Uh, yeah, to cash, and then the farmers would come in once a year or whatever and pay pay by cheque maybe, you
2: know, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so tell me, Kilcormack then in, in, in say, the 60s and the 70s, was it a busy town? Oh, busy it was a booming
0: town. It was booming town. Like, my dad came into Kilcormack in 1947, and Borden came in, was it the early 50s Borden and came in, you know? And whether he had insight that he saw this coming or what, I don't know. But, I mean, it was... It was a big thing to Kilcormack towards Kennedy, you know? Of yeah,
2: cu- course. Mm. And yeah, all the... Um people leaving their houses in the morning yeah. and, and yes. heading out to the yeah, work them. in the bogs. That's yeah. right, yes.
0: What was he selling them? He was selling them literally everything in the line of clothing and footwear. Yeah. You know, And in those years, uh, Thursday evening was a busy evening because payday was Thursday. And, you know, they'd be down. And there was, there was a good lot of credit now in those years. And they'd come down and pay so much a week. Off, off, what, whatever the goods they had got, yeah.
2: So we come to the final clip in this oral history collection, and it's Liam Hand, and I called to Liam's house in Burr Street, in uh, just off the, the main road, and I spoke to him about many things uh, relating to the town and uh, his his background and. It was a fascinating story, but I particularly liked the piece that he spoke about regarding the early part of his life and what he thought about the town of Kilcormac all those years ago. Kilcormac at that time was way
11: before it is now because Móna was in position. The power station was working. There was lots of work around and the farmers then... the. There was two shops in Kilcormac on the on the main street. One of them, Frank Sullivan known the supermarket now. Uh, that was PH Egans. You might have heard tell of PH yep. Egans Tullamore. And they had um, drying corn, take buying corn and dry it and send it off for milling. They had everything there from a needle to an anchor. And then down the other side on the left was Williams's or McCann's. Well it was D. Williams owned it, give every man his due. <laughs> and uh, that was the other shop. And there was more life in the town that time. when it was only half the size it is than there is now. There was a sergeant and three guards here that time. You were pulled for no lamp in your bike, your animal's feet, feet not paired, uh, ditch cutting, ragwort, all that. They were all being done that time, and, and they were law.
2: So, going to school, where, where, where were you? And uh, Oh,
11: I went to the f- convent first, from the age of four to seven. And then we met our first communion, and we went from the convent to the Boys National School. Uh, it's uh, closed up now, but you'll see it. It's on the Valley Bay Road. I'll show you all these lists yes. in a few minutes. And um, that's where I went to school till I, I finished.
2: Yeah. I know. And so, did you feel you got a good education? I did. With...
11: I got the best was going. And
2: I remember... And as had a, you any problems with the nuns or the...
11: Um, they were contrary old bitches, but they were there to do a job and they done it. I can never say a wrong word about them because I must I'm tell a recovering alcoholic. Oh, uh, are you not? A day at a time. And um, they helped me yeah. when I was going through the...
2: Uh, going through that addiction. Enough. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so, but before we get to that, uh, uh, talk to me about what you did in your life. I mean, what what was your work? What did you... Oh, I
11: worked at everything. <clears throat> and then I got a job on the council. I worked in Dernlock in the brick factory with Bournemona. And, and my t- politics didn't suit. They were going to send me from Dernlock to Lanesborough down in County Longford which was miles away, and I came home from England to see, to stay with my mother. Yeah. And um, I left the job and I went out and worked on the council for the rest of the
2: time. But you were in England first. Uh... I was in England for a while, yeah. Well,
11: what did you do over there? Everything, everything. It was in the army and in the Irish Guards. I joined the Irish Guards regiment. I had the height and that, so yeah. I was in that and I was in the Metropolitan Water Board
2: so I hope you enjoyed listening to the sound clips taken from the Kilcorma collection in County Offaly, and it has recently been released and is on our website, that's irishlifeandlore.com. It's also available in the County Library in Tullamore. Um, so I hope you get a chance to listen to the full-length interviews because they're all excellent. So my name is Maurice O'Keefe and thank you for listening.